It's a God in the state of mind Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time Football kids and movies about crime it's the Garden State of Mind. Hello, welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast. I am one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you tonight? Great, Johnny Cakes. Long time no talk. I know. It feels like it's been ages since we've done a podcast. I guess in reality, it's only been eight days, but that's a pretty long time for us. Yes, we've, we've had busy work weeks, real life work. Right, real life work. Yeah, this today felt like a fucking week in a day. Just today itself was was brutal. I couldn't wait to start the goddamn weekend. Ugh, me too. So you have a full family at home, right? Yeah, yeah. I I I picked up Chloe early. Um, I was in Springfield, Missouri, of all places, for work, and. It was about an eight-hour drive I took last night and picked her up. We flew back today. Oh, nice. Now, is she, are you getting any attitude? Is she happy to be home? What's the story there? Well, she was begging me to come home early, and so we're, I'm basically letting her you know, skip whatever classes. There might be only like two days of classes, maybe not even that many next week. And uh, I said, listen, you can't be a crazy bitch. Um, if I bring you home early <laughs> and I, I, I was in Tuscaloosa last night. I got there around 11 and picked her up and we got something to eat and I was just reminding her the whole time. And then we were just talking about school and everything. And, and then we had our, you know, our plane ride today. And at certain points she like started like, you know, going off the edge a little bit. I said, no, 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 can't do that shit. Wait, so describe a scenario in which she's going off the edge. What's an example of that? Um, oh, okay, so so uh, we're on this app, Life360, and uh, I turned it off because I want to surprise Melinda by bringing Chloe home early. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, all right, so we shut it off. And then, of course, Melinda figured it out when we were, like, halfway through our first flight. And so then I said, all right, put your thing back on, you know, your location services. And then I did the same. And then she wasn't doing it. I said, put it on. And then she was like, she started like, yeah, oh, you're annoying me. I said, uh-uh, no, I'm not. Put it back on. And then she did. <laughs> all right. So that's not too bad. Well, it's like, you know, you know she's she's talking about school a little bit. I mean, the funny thing is she's. She is smart enough. She's a little bit self-aware because she started saying about how, you know, some of her classes are hard and she likes a few others and she's thinking about changing a major. And I said, all right, that's all fine. But it sounds like it sounds like you just want to keep the classes that are easy and the harder classes you're like trying to bow out of. And I said, you know, it's fine. I mean, you can change a major, but let's give it another semester and then she was a little like hesitant i said listen how would you say your brain has been working for the past nine months has it been yeah. you know uh strong and steady or erratic and you know she just started <laughs> she started like laughing she's like erratic i said exactly so you're not in the right state of mind right now your brain is not working and she was no. saying that, she was saying that too about studying she's like my brain just doesn't work like um 
you know, I'm studying, I'm doing stuff, but then I'll, you know, it's really hard. And I'm like, yeah, I know. This is everything I told you. I've told you all of this stuff. And well, it's it's really hard. You're there for the first time. You just want to drink and party. She's going to sure. like a major football university. I, I don't even know how you how you stay focused on anything. Holy fuck! We were talking about the SEC today. I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe I can't I can't believe this is you. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, do you think after col after college, do you think that she will care anymore? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think once she's once she's you know if. Assuming she's there for four years and then it's really ingrained in her and, you know, but I was surprised that she was really talking about it. It really was. Yeah, now, will you guys watch a game together? Are there any game? Are they? Are they? I guess they're not on next weekend, are they? Well, yeah, next weekend will be the Auburn game. So that was kind of one of my things. I said, listen, you're, that's the other thing. I'm like, you're not coming home and you're not treating everyone like shit and you know, there's some family things you have to do and stuff shit. And, you know, <laughs> I, I was like, uh, can we watch Candytopia. The, the Auburn game together? Oh, that's oh, that's funny. Candytopia. I said, uh, I brought that up. I forget why or it came up. And she's like, what is this stupid thing? And I said, oh, you don't know? She's like, well, it's, it's it's candy? I said, yeah. It's, and she's like, <laughs> and it's, it's the day after Thanksgiving. She's like, the whole... Everyone's going to be in the city shopping, and we're driving into that. And I was like, oh God, God bless. It's like she listened to our podcast. Exactly. I said, I said, did you hear? <laughs> did Mom tell you I was saying this? She's like, no. No. I was like, why would anyone do this? I said, yeah, I don't know. I said, but you have to go now. It's all paid for. So, so they're going, and you and Hayden are staying home. Right. All right. Well, good for you. Mm -hmm. Good for Hayden, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so God, Chloe's gonna fucking hate that then. <laughs> She's like, it's just—I know where it is. It's like at this pop-up place. It's just gonna be walking around and looking at things, and then it's not interactive. I said, yeah, I know. I said, I don't know. Talk to your mother. It's gonna be more time spent getting in and out of that city, and parking and getting in there, than actually being in there. That's my prediction. Yeah, oh, I already told Melinda. I was like, yeah, you're gonna be. You're, you're going to hate to admit it, but you will when you get home that night and you see how relaxed I am. <laughs> and, and, I just, I hope, and I just hope it rains, too. I hope it rains. Why on that day? Why? Have they explained that to you? Why does it have to be that day? Because I think it's because the Chloe was, was home from school. Oh, okay. I don't know. I feel like she's going to be home again. I know I Christmas mean, and know, stuff. I can almost that almost makes sense. Uh, by the way, um, you remember when you were telling me about the Polar Express that you? Yeah, the train. You can thank Melinda for that because I'm pretty sure she told your sister about it. Like Melinda is the cause of all this bullshit. Yeah, so she told my sister about that, huh? I, She's I, the source. I, I could guarantee it was her that told her. She's like fucking patient zero for all this shit, <laughs> right. for all this insanity. <laughs> patient zero at the fucking mental institution with all these ideas. <laughs> oh, she's just an idea girl. Yeah, yeah, she loves that shit. <sighs> and then and then it gets infected. Oh, your sister ate it up. She's like, oh my god, you know. 
that sounds so great. And Oh yeah. That's definitely something that both my sisters would be on board for. Oh and, yeah. And clearly they were. Right. <laughs> I'm so lucky. Maureen doesn't want to do <laughs> any of these things. She doesn't really love being around people. Like she, obviously she likes, you know, close friends and family, but outside of that like she doesn't want to go to a candy topi and be around all these strangers and she just gets annoyed by people i mean she almost gets into an argument every time if like she goes to the grocery store there's definitely at least two arguments being started with other people really she's she's yelled at people for how they leave their kids yeah like there was <laughs> one time there was like a kid there's like a kid walking around uh, at the entrance of, I want to say it was like we were in a home goods <laughs> and this kid, this like four year old just kind of standing there by the entrance. And we're just like, we, we look at each other like, what the fuck's happening here? Like, who does this child belong to near like an open door? And then the parent comes running in from the parking lot like, oh, my God, what are you still doing back here? Like, like they walked all the way to their car without their kid. <laughs> and Maureen started fucking yelling at this person, like, you're fucking irresponsible. And you oh my know, how could you leave your kid? <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she'll get in people's faces. Like if they leave their dog in the car or something mm -hmm. like that, she flips the fuck out like she doesn't care. And one of these days, I'm probably going to take a bullet in the head because she's going to yell at the wrong person when I'm there. It sounds like and it. They're, they're going to take it out on me. I've told her this before. I was like, do you want me to fucking die? Like, please just, she's going to start yelling at some roid head or something. And they're just going to rip my fucking head off my shoulders. Um, but yeah, so she would not want to go to anything like candy topia. So I'm lucky in that regard. Cause she'll never be like, Oh yeah, let's go. Now, if anything, I have to talk her into going somewhere. I still – I'm going to decide – we'll see how this podcast goes, but I still might have Chloe contact your daughter, and <laughs> yeah. I I just might have to fuck you over. Just you, – you're a, real, you're a real prick. I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was overjoyed when I thought that you were going. Yeah, I know. That was like the highlight of my November, hearing <laughs> hearing that. Now, mind you, it's been a, a month filled with a lot of lowlights, not too many highlights. So that clearly was going to be the winner if you were going to Candytopia. That wow. would have been just the, the best part of the month besides Thanksgiving. Wow. Lowlights, that's sad. What's, you all right? Oh, fine. I'm fine. I mean, I, do I sound okay? I feel upbeat. I don't know. Lowlights, it doesn't, that's not. A, it's it's a November. You're on your way to December. It's kind of like one of those months where I just. Starting to get cold. I don't. I don't love the cold. Oh. I love. I love. I love the heat. You know. I like the warm weather. So it's <laughs> just not my best time. That's a shame. Sounds like I got, you got the blues. Yeah, I don't shine this time of year. The Garden State Blues. I guess so. Yeah, Jersey's kind of bleak this time of year. Yeah, well, try Springfield, Missouri. I can only imagine that that had to be just a blast. Oof. What. What what are you doing in Springfield? Well, besides business, what, what do you do for fun? God, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> what it's, did it, you do? Yeah, there was a brewery. I mean, that's always fun. Oh yeah, I saw you took a picture of your flight. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I actually, did a rage room. 
What's that? What's a rage room? Um, you go into a room and you bust up bottles and and stuff with sledgehammers and what others. the fuck is this? Did you just go there by yourself? No, no. It was... Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, I think you might need to fucking talk to somebody. I mean, it sounds like what you need as your as November I'm, turns into December. If I wind up going to Candytopia, you're gonna fucking see a rage room. <laughs> well, like I said, you just be good, and I'm determined. <laughs> be, be fucking <laughs> skittles everywhere. I'll, I'll be smashing the fucking M and M's, the bits, whatever they got over there. <laughs> you just be good. Don't you threaten me? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I have all the power right now. John Doe's in control. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> right now, I'm, I am very scared, actually. <laughs> So you better so just, you better agree with all my football picks and make me feel good about them. Yeah, well, I can't wait to get into it. I honestly cannot re- remember what my picks were last weekend. I mean, besides the Eagles. Yeah. I can't remember what they were. I'm curious to hear how I fared out, how you fared out. I have seven picks this week. Hmm. And I know you and I are at least on the opposite sides of one of them already because you gave one of them away. Um. I thought we would talk talk some Eagles. Obviously, we have a you have to say it's a big game against the Seahawks this weekend. Um, we we have to at least touch on Miles Garrett, considering when we were last podcasting, the event was happening where he was smashing Rudolph in the head with a helmet. That that all happened live on the show. On the show, yeah. I don't think any other podcast were recording and watching that at the same time. No, I, mean- I didn't. I didn't not only was podcast in the world, but yeah, not only were not most people not podcasting at the time, most people are not watching the end of that game. There was nothing. No. There was really no reason. It was just still <laughs> on my TV screen. That was after Rudolph's fourth interception. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, so, I heard he's going to start right. taking a knee now at the, for the anthem after that performance. Oh, oh God, he probably <laughs> should. Um, yeah, I don't even care about this whole. Uh, what's his name? Kaepernick. Uh, did, did he? I guess he didn't do the, he didn't do the the tryout or whatever the hell you you were gonna call it, the workout. Uh, he, he turned down the offer. Or he did, yeah, or something. Um, I, I mean, it's it's bullshit on both sides, NFL and him. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. When you know he's wearing a Kunta Kinte shirt. Kunta Kinte. Uh, yeah, you didn't see that? I didn't. I, I really don't pay attention to him anymore. I mean, do me a favor. I'll, that's being a slave. Uh, not playing for the NFL and winning a lawsuit against them. I don't know. Sign me up. <laughs> Can, I'll be a slave. Yeah, he's taking it a little bit too far. And you know what? Uh, I'll, I, I will want to say this. The dude, the dude doesn't like America. Okay. You can play football in Canada. They're completely, you know, they will love that up there. And then and then make it make it imperative for a National Football League team to sign you. Go to Canada. Many players have done it. Go excel. You know, you could be this generation's Warren Moon. But I don't think he wants to play. I don't think he's he's just you know, he's already he has enough money now with with Nike in the lawsuit. 
Yeah, that was Stephen A. Smith's uh, commentary. He doesn't think that he wants to play. And I don't know, maybe he's right. I don't know what he's trying to do at this point. I don't know what the NFL's point was either in even proposing this idea. And it was like, what did they give him, like three days notice or something? Like, yeah, oh, I got to show up there. It's kind of ridiculous. I think they were trying to get out, somehow get out of, I guess there's another lawsuit. So even though he won a lawsuit, right, against the NFL, there could be, a, there's another one happening. I don't, I don't really understand all that bullshit. So I think, I think they were trying to trick him into waiving his rights to sue again. But I don't know how many times this guy has to sue. I mean, can you? Can I sue? I want to play in the NFL too. You'd have to take a knee, though, in order to work up a lawsuit. I, I mean, I just want to sue the play in the league. That, that seems like at this point, this is all that's happening. Just sue the league and see what happens. Yeah, why not? Sue Goodell. He's got a ton of money. I, don't, I, I mean, I mean, quite frankly. Um, my updated picks are 39, 53 and two. I'm a 41%. Okay. Uh, I, I, I would love for Kaepernick to come back into the league so I can bet against them and it could be my bet of the week. Yeah, but that's only one at a time. It's going to take you forever to catch up. Well, where am I at? Where am I at then? You're 39. We both have 39 wins. You have 10 less losses. You're 39, 43 and two and you're at 46%. Oh, okay. Oh, damn, I dropped a little bit there. Do you want to know? All right, so here's last week's picks. Um, so I had the Patriots, you had the Eagles. I had a whole bunch of first half unders and overs, and I went one and three in those. <laughs> uh, I had Dallas. I won. I lost with Oakland, lost with Miami, won with the Rams, lost with the Chargers, won Arizona, believe it or not, even after that crazy-ass Defensive touchdown. And yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, and I won with the Colts. So you had Eagles loss, Tampa loss, Denver win, Miami loss, Rams win, San Diego loss, and Baltimore win. So you were three and four. So I was three and four. Yeah, yeah. seven and it's, eight. It's a bad week. Um, yeah, I don't love the games this week either. I mean, I I found seven that I'm the only seven that I'll be paying attention to, and those are the ones that I'm I'm gonna take a side on. Mm-hmm. There, there's a lot of slop on TV, that, and it's just a harsh reminder that there are just so many shitty teams in the NFL right now. Yeah. Just so many bad teams. It's I can't remember a season where there were this many subpar teams. Can uh, you? Uh, it feels like it's been like that for a lot late recently. There's not many, there's not many premier why is, teams. Why does it seem like this Sunday is dominated by – a lot of shitty games and a lot of shitty teams. I guess, I, I don't know. I feel like I haven't been seeing that, but maybe it's been a good mix of strong team, weak team. I, I don't know in, in previous weeks. Or or who's on a bye this week? Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. Do you want to do our picks and then get into the Irishman? Okay. Let's do that. And... um. And then you know we can we can talk about some Eagles when we get to the Eagles game. What, what's your first pick? Um, my first pick is the Dallas Cowboys getting six at New England, and 
It's and seven. I, I just looked at six. Oh, and I looked like 40 minutes ago was seven. Okay. I'll, I'll take seven. Yeah, I mean, I saw Pat's minus seven. Uh, that's fine with me, but hold on. Let me double check. I'm on DraftKings. Draft. All right, that's where I looked. Yeah, what are six. they giving different lines in your town? <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, fine. So it's, and it's you're getting Dallas plus six. I'm going to give you a preview into my week. So I had the Colts the other night in our pick and pull. And so I, I made them a 10-pointer, I think. So I already got a good start. I'm telling you right now, I'm picking the Cowboys. I'm going balls to the wall. And I'm making them a 13 as a straight-up winner. How do you like that? I don't. I don't. I think this I is care. this is a game where they stumble. I really do. Why? Why would they stumble? Why wouldn't they? They're going up against a really strong defense. Well, I mean, they, that, they haven't they haven't beaten anybody this year. This is what we were saying about the Pats. Dallas hasn't beaten anybody this year. I I, I mean, yeah, that's fine. I don't care though. You're you're you know. Do you don't care about that? I don't care about any so, of that. I I watch Jason the Garrett. What it. What was so great about the Patriots last week? And I don't – yeah, of course. Of they course. still won. What? They still won. They won. They're, you're right. Yeah. They weren't that great last week, and they still won in Philadelphia in a hostile environment where, where Philly's D was keyed up like I haven't seen them keyed up all season. I don't think Dallas is going to have that same firepower on defense that the Eagles had. I really don't. Well – I'm taking a chance. What's the fuck? What the fuck's the difference? Every pick, uh, most of my uh, picks. No, are I encourage right. you. I'm. You know how happy I am that you're putting 13 on the on the Cowboys on Dallas. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna be killing you on Sunday. That game's 4:25. Definitely the game of the week. Sure. It had. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe Green Bay, San Fran's the game of the week. I guess it'll all bear out in the end. We'll see. All right. Fine. I mean, I, look, I'm. Pats minus six. I, I like the Patriots. I think that they're going to be able to move the ball against Dallas. They're they're the thing that you said about the Patriots, which is true, is they did not look that good last week. Um, and I do think Jamie Collins is injured, so that's not great um, being down that linebacker. But I don't know. This feels like that where they sort of get healthy this week because they're at home and. Dallas has been playing really well, but I just don't know if I like Dak going into Foxborough and beating the New England Patriots. I think I just think that Belichick's going to have that game plan. They'll, they can shut down Zeke. Zeke's not as good as he's been in, in recent years. Um, so I think that they just have to focus on Dak. And I don't know. I mean, as of right now, for me, Dak, he looks amazing this season, but he's still unproven. He hasn't done anything. This is a this is a big Pollard game Sunday. I guess maybe it should be. I think he's a better running back than Zeke these days. <laughs> so we'll see. All right, great. I love hey. my side. All right, I love mine. Okay, fine. Um, you're gonna hate this pick probably. I'm taking the Broncos plus four at Buffalo. I am too. Oh, so maybe you won't hate it. Yeah, I I mean I just think this is going to be such a low-scoring game. I don't see either one of these teams pulling away. The Broncos have looked half decent 
on offense. Half decent. I like I like their wide receivers. They can run the ball. Josh Allen scares me a little bit. Um, but I think the Broncos defense is tough. That my only fear there is are they gonna travel well? Um but I just think that I don't know. These are two really strong defensive teams. I think it's just gonna be low scoring. So I like yeah, that's more. two points too many for that line. Yeah, it is. It is. All right, what's your next game? You know that you're right. There is so many. The difficult part about this week is that you're ending up putting money on just really bad teams, and <laughs> I, I, I don't even want to say out loud what, what my next picks are. Um. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna just jump to Monday night and take the Ravens, given three and a half in L.A. Interesting. I am on the opposite side. Good. Yeah, I um, I hear you. I mean, Baltimore looks like the best team in football right now. It, it's been really tough. Uh, it's been really tough even thinking about going against them any week. I'm wondering if the Rams secondary is going to be able to shut down the pass game and and then they're going to force they're going to force Lamar to have to make some plays uh, uh on the ground um and I you know is this a game where Aaron Donald just really just blows up that that offensive line for the Ravens and just makes it a tough night just being that they're you know it's they're they're at home not that I think that's the the toughest place in the world to play but I don't know. It just mm. feels like that spot where maybe Baltimore has their letdown. No, I don't think they let down anymore this this season. And I think Louis Lombardi was saying that you know everyone's kind of maybe it was maybe it was Sims that everyone's kind of figured out McVeigh at this point. Um, yeah, he's not doing he's not really doing anything differently. And this is just going to be um, a Super Bowl winning coach that has shown that he can adapt. And this is just going to be a little bit of this could be just a game plan beatdown from the Ravens. Well, maybe it will be. I mean, you know, it's not. I'm not super confident in this pick. It's just my pick. I, I'll, let me say this. I don't know if it's because I'm getting old or what the situation is. Like last Sunday, Hayden had like a an 8 a.m. street hockey game or something, and then I, you know, came home and watched the games. And then the Eagles are at four. Yeah. So then at like two, like two thirty. I just went to sleep. I just was like, I just allowed myself to go to sleep during like a full slate of NFL games. And then the Bears Rams Sunday night game. I, I couldn't tell you a fucking thing that happened. Well, actually, he then he had an ice hockey game Sunday night. So I missed yeah. the first half. Then I came home and then I was leaving at five in the, the next day. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I was like, do I really want to, you know, I was kind of following it half heartedly, like online. I'm like, Oh God! I just don't. I'm, I have zero interest in this game. I don't know how the Rams have just not dominated this game. And mostly, I'm just bored by the NFL. And then Monday night, I, I don't know. I watched a few plays of the Rams. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't even watching the Rams Chargers. I went to sleep in the third quarter. Now, yeah, I'm that, not gonna. Di- I'm not gonna disagree with your take or or it, your feelings. About I, being bored with the NFL, and when you're, you know, you're, you know, you're droning on about Aaron Donald or something, and I'm like, I don't know, I, you know, what did he do Sunday? <laughs> I, I, so like, I, I just don't fucking care. It's, uh, you know, I, n- no one's good, no one's bad, no one's anything, but I, you know, if 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 any, oh, 
that's Ra- good. That's an extreme take right there. There's there, some good. The Rams are one of the maybe three solid teams, and I don't even know who the other two are because they're not the Patriots. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. So you think there's there are maybe three solid teams in the NFL? That you can depend on at this point in the season. Yeah, right now that would be the Ravens, the Saints, the Patriots. Um, I would I have to say you can probably almost depend on the Vikings. Almost. Hmm. Um so there's four. Uh, the Niners and maybe the Packers. So six teams. I don't I'm not sure you can depend on the Packers. And like I said, I'm I'm not sure about uh the Patriots. I'm going to see what happens this week. Like I said, I'm 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 marking them down as undependable this week. You are. All right. Um go ahead, next pick. Took us a long way. I forget what the fuck game we were even talking about. That was Rams. Okay, Rams, right. Baltimore. So I have the Rams. You have the Rams. So I have the Rams getting three and a half. You you have Baltimore laying the points in L.A. Uh, yeah, all right. So back to your thoughts about, wow, it's really difficult. This is a slop game if there ever there was one. Um, but I'm taking the Jets plus three um, against the Oakland Raiders. So this one's at home. I like the fact that the weather's probably going to be a little shitty uh, this weekend in this northeast area where we live and where the Jets play. Uh, Jets defense is not bad. Oakland, uh, you know, I, unfortunately, I'm feeling some letdowns this week, and, and this is one of them. How, how many weeks in a row is Oakland going to win? I, I, you know, what are they, the best uh, show on turf? anymore <laughs> this this is this is a jets maybe even an outright win but i definitely like them getting three at home i was going to take the raiders um yeah but i don't i don't know i i, I just don't i just don't think the jets i don't know i think the raiders have have thrived i think in their weird schedule this year and on the road um I mean, they didn't cover. They, have. they didn't cover for me last week, but um, I don't know. I think they're tough. So I, I, I'm they not, are. I'm not officially taking them be, yet, but yeah, I think it's going to be a game on the ground. Well, I mean, the Raiders like to keep it on the ground anyway. I think the Jets have a really strong run defense. It's going to be wet and sloppy. I don't know. I'm just feeling Jets on this one. All right. What am I sold on? Car. I'm not even sold on Gruden yet. I just I am impressed with what the Raiders have done this year so far. I'll say that. Hmm. But but I don't know that they've been world beaters. Yeah, no, yeah, I just I mean, I don't know. It's hard to pick the Jets just in general. Why? I think they won two in a row. <laughs> this is uh, it's more than the Eagles of I think it's nice. more uh consecutive wins than the Eagles. I nice stay corrected. Yeah, I mean, come on. Jeez. All right, let's save Green Bay to San Francisco till the end and right, okay. before, right before the Eagles and Patriots. So this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five shitty teams that I'm gambling on. And I'm, they're, they're official picks, but, you know, 
these are the picks you put a little bit less money on. <laughs> okay. D- Dallas right. Dallas is my big bet. Ba- actually, Baltimore will be my biggest bet, and then Dallas. But here's here's the four games, four teams I like. I like Carolina getting ten in New Orleans. I like the Giants getting six in Chicago. I like Detroit giving three and a half against Washington. I'm going to think I, I'm going to pick against Washington the rest of the year, and I like Atlanta at home giving Tampa Bay three and a half points. And I'm sorry. And the Jacksonville Jaguars getting three and a half at Tennessee. So there's my one, two, three, four, five games, five shit teams that I'm betting on. God, I don't like any of them except for the Atlanta game. I'm 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 laying three and a half there. I like Atlanta laying three and a half against Tampa Bay. Okay. For some reason, Atlanta, this is what I think we were texting about this the other day or last weekend. All of a sudden Atlanta's got a good defense. Carolina Panthers have a shitty defense. Well, it, it, something happened along the way here. Yeah. It's almost like the Falcons like realize that, okay, I guess we do want to save this guy's job. And, you know, Why? I don't, I don't know, you know, and at this point, if he, if he kind of gets them, I don't know, six and 10 or seven and nine at this point, maybe you do keep, maybe you do let him keep going. If he turns it well, around, it's got to say something. Yeah. yeah, it's got to say something. I mean, he got them back. I, I don't think they're they're not going to be in the running for anything. No, no, no. I think what are they? What do they have? Three wins. Uh, yeah, three. Something right? Yeah, mm-hmm. three wins. Yeah. So I mean, they're out of it, but they're playing with some heart. Um, the only thing that kind of is not great is Julio is hurt this week. Is oh, he this, is. is. Something going something going on with his foot. Yeah, he hasn't been ruled out, but. I don't know. I don't like the. I don't like a foot injury with Julio Jones. Um, but still, I think you know the Tampa Bay has almost no pass defense whatsoever. So Atlanta should be able to move the ball. I kind of like them better at home. Yeah. All right. Then, so is that is that it for your picks? Well, then I have then I have uh, the Sunday night game and then the Eagles. All right. Well, what do you want to talk first? Because that's all that I have left. Also. All right, I'm taking the Niners. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just laying the three. Kittle should be back, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm still in prove it mode. I'm back to prove it mode for the Packers after they let me down. I'm in, not sure. in San Diego. Yeah, you just what did I thought that they won since then? Was that their last game? Uh, yeah, they have won since then, but I don't care. They still let me down. So they let you down. Yeah. I, all right. Well, great. I'm on the opposite side. I mean, this is what I prefer when we're on the opposite yeah, side. Yeah, of course you're on the opposite side. Of, of course. No, wait a second. Don't say of course. What, I'm the one who picked against. I'm the one who picked against them last time. I'm not sure if you remember that. Yes. Yes. I remember. Yeah. So I, I wanted to the of course. I wanted to take the Packers this week. I did. Yeah. It's Sunday night, Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Green Bay plus three. That's really all that it comes down to. Uh, but, you know, right. look, I'm not going to sit here and say that San Fran hasn't looked like the better team. I think they have. So t- I'm, I'm, I'm relying on the fact that Rodgers is going to be able to outwit Shanahan. So we'll see. Have the 49ers played a road game this year? They're always home. I know. Doesn't it feel like every – yeah, I thought that they traveled to Baltimore. I was I was shocked when this game was another home game. I mean, obviously they played a bunch of away games. I think one of them was in Baltimore. I think. I don't know. But you're right. You're right. It, this this is a big one. 
that they get to they get to play Aaron Rodgers at home. Yeah. You know, the the scary thing for me on my side of the bet is you know that Nicky Bosa, like they could just be blowing up the Packers offensive line. That's a little scary. Like Rodgers might just get sacked 12 times. What they, the- there there is I could see that. <laughs> Who did who did Green Bay just like play at home? Like the Panthers. Who did they just win against? Yeah, it was Carolina. That was lit two weeks ago. Yeah, Kyle Allen threw like three interceptions. I want to say or two interceptions, maybe. And so Green Bay's off was on a bye. Yes, they were off last week. All right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, they they Green Bay was supposed to win that game, and they did. I'm also picking against. The other team coming off a bye. Yeah, so let's get into this one. So this is our last. This is our last pick of the week. Yes. Oh, so you like Seattle getting the point? No, I said I'm picking against the team coming off of a bye. Yeah, aren't the Eagles coming off of a bye? Oh no, that's right. We played last week. So oh. you don't like Seattle? Got oh. it. Um. Yeah, I don't either. I I got the Eagles minus one. Hey, damn it, I sound like a damn homer every week. Yeah, well, I don't because I picked the Patriots last week, so. Y- you did. I feel. I was close, though. I, feel, <laughs> I felt like yeah. I was close on that one. Yeah, if the game ended at halftime. Shouldn't the Eagles have won that game when, just thinking back on it, when you think about how both teams played? Yeah, of course they should have. And, right? But, you know, uh, Lane Johnson gets hurt. Um you know, it, it, a Howard injury wasn't helping. You know, it turned into the Boston Scott show. And, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Lane Johnson gets hurt, so so our, our day is over. We, we can't run Basically. the ball anymore. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it, what, what happened with, the, the, with, with Miles Sanders? Have we got an answer on that from Doug or from anyone? What? what, what what's the question? What happened with him? Oh, with, with Miles Sanders. I, I, I just think they – I really think they were fucked. I saw a tweet today or a quote from uh, Sandejo saying playing – going from um, going from left tackle to right tackle is like being told you have to write an essay with your left hand and do it right now. Okay. And so, you know, he was not comfortable. Got it. I understand. But so we can't we can't we we need Miles Sanders out of the game then at that point. Yeah, man. I'm just trying to understand what what the what the decision. But you saw was. you know you saw Baldinger, you know the the line wasn't doing a thing. I mean they just they were just no. you know, not even close to competent. Uh, All right, uh, so just just send Sanders out on on some routes then. I just—he's one of the most talented players on offense right now. You—you you don't have him out there on an offense that can't score points. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And now I have to now listen to Lombardi every week saying that it's the departure of Frank Reich. So now it's also this is Lombardi's song. Well, yeah, I, I, but that. Uh... I mean, it is. I mean, come on. It, it is to a certain extent, but then, you know, I, I think even Chris Sims went the other way. Like, you know, it's like, what's Frank Reich is like five and five. I mean, let's you know, let's all calm down. 
you know, I was going to text you last night after that game to say, okay, so did you look at the Colts offense last night? It's the fucking most boring show on earth. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know that the Colts are fine, but nothing exciting. Uh, listen, I, the, the problem with this Eagles team is, is that we're all in, in Super Bowl, you know, hangover mode and, and the roster, you know, it's just not up to snuff. And, in the, in the worst places and and it just permeates and you know I don't know you know we were both upset with Carson on Sunday but you know yes as the week has gone on I'm you know well I said it Sunday too I'm like when you know when you know that what you're throwing to is not like your receivers wouldn't be on any other roster in the NFL like, like when <laughs> that you, that's very true. All right. I mean, think about that for a second. So, you know, that going in, so it, it is just a, it's just a, a psychology, a human nature thing. Carson has to approach every game as if he has to be superhuman to win it. And, and then if it, it becomes its own like self-fulfilling prophet, you know, prophecy of he's doing too much. He's holding the ball too long. He, then he's fumbling. He's getting sacked. He's, you know, no one's open. You know, he's not running quick enough or, you know, he shouldn't be running at all. Like, it's it, it, it's just because you were starting at receivers can't catch and can't get open. It's 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 an impossible task for him to be able to do anything. And it just affects everything from there. It is really difficult. Um, I agree with all that. Yes, I was furious on Sunday. I was furious for a lot of reasons. Number one, first and foremost. My, my pick was wrong, and that just pissed me <laughs> the fuck off right away. Uh, but number two, I you know, he he missed he missed on a couple throws there mm -hmm. uh, on the final drive, which really was they they were just pathetic throws. I was I was upset about it. Um, I moved on. Obviously, he look he made a nice throw at the end uh, to the back of the end zone. The wind probably took it a little bit. I don't know, you know, you know, do I wish Aguilar would have caught it, of course, but, you know, I don't know how many receivers were catching that ball anyway. Maybe the wind did take it. I, I guess we'll never I, know. I've never heard so much in my, in, my, in my life. All I've done is watch football, and all I've watched is, like, great receivers, mediocre receivers, all catch balls, catch balls. Now, on this team, it's all about that Nelson Aguilar can't track a football. I've never heard this in my life. What receiver on an NFL roster has to be coached up on tracking a football? But it's true. He's, is that true though that he can't track a football? Because well, what? How, how did this guy make so many catches two years I, ago? I don't know. It looks like uh, I was listening to one of one local podcasts and like somebody's like played NFL, played not NFL, played receiver in like high school and maybe you know low college. So he just and now he's a coach and for something that was like some, some basic things like Aguilar is not, can't do like that you can do in high school. I just, I don't know. It just blew my mind that I've, I've never heard about this whole concept before. And now, but it, it looks like he doesn't know like which, which direction the ball's coming down. It really doesn't. It's like he's shocked every time the football's near him. Well, don't use that play as the example. I'm not, you using, just can't. No, I'm not using that. Play. Not that play. But, I mean, but, you know, if he was capable of tracking the ball, quote-unquote, you know, maybe he would have caught that. 
look, I don't know. This guy had skills two years ago that they seem to have disappeared. So I, I don't know what happened. He he looked like he had good hands in the Super Bowl. He caught like fucking 13 passes. Well, uh, I, I thought he was the leading receiver that day, if I'm remembering correctly. Well, well uh, was he? I'm almost positive. I mean, you could well, double check my, my stats there. but Think about that Alshon Jeffrey Super Bowl catch where he's jumping and fading backwards in the end zone, if I remember correctly. You know, it's a great catch. Like, where can you think of one great catch from an eagle in the past two years? In the past two years? Well, um, no. No, I don't think I can remember a great catch. There's no, there are no catches where you got the toe tap on the sidelines. Oh, no. oh God. <laughs> you know, like, no. our receivers don't go up for, you know, a contested ball and bring it down with their feet just like their, their toes. No. It, yet, I watch so many receivers so many. do it. Every weekend, it's so frustrating to watch, uh, knowing what we have. Yes. It's beyond frustrating. No, you're right. Nobody's had any great catches. But, no, it, not but, at all. But you know, uh, yeah, we were texting during the game. We were both that we were both calling out Carson for missing open receivers. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that the problem is that that the Carson Wentz, you know, uh, talk in this city has to be. You either think he's be going straight to the Hall of Fame. Or he's a bum that we should have gotten rid of for a backup quarterback. Like, there's no in-between. Like, it's fine if a quarterback misses some open receivers. It's going to happen. I mean, it's, you know. Yes. It, it's not the end of the world. And, you know, and then then it's almost becoming, well, if Carson Wentz becomes, you know, a, a better version of Alex Smith, like, that's still good, right? Like, you know, that's still – it's – it's still better than mo most teams have. I mean, I'm not. It is. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I mean, you know, he's allowed to miss 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 some uh, some receivers. But anyway, and I was I was saying this with you, but then like I don't know. Later on that night, I'm like, there is not nobody that was on the field today would make another team. Now I'm not. You know, <laughs> I don't know about the Miami receivers unnecessarily. Um, or you know, well, or the, they have Devontae Parker. I okay, he's really good. There you go. So, you know, the Redskins, but, you know, my point is well taken. Don't, Terry McLaurin. These receivers will not be anywhere else. No one's going to pick. If we if we if we wave all our receivers on Monday, will, will any of them get picked up? Well, Jeffrey would get picked up, I think. Perhaps. I think he's, he's still got, a, got some clout. He's got a bad contract. Now you're just talking receivers. You're not talking tight ends, right? I'm talking receivers. And then well, here's the other thing. So waiver wire, someone's going to pick up Alshon next week as if they're making a playoff run. Like, like, uh, what the, uh, you know, on the, who would need a receiver that's, that's near the playoffs. Uh, would the Packers, uh, would the Packers pick up Alshon? Uh, you know, since I could almost, I could almost see, uh, the Ravens picking up an Alshon. I think they could use one more receiver. I feel bad, but yeah, you know, how how down I am on Alshon. He's really he's made me sad well, this year. He's really made me sad. I'm gonna be honest with you. He has not been the same player since that ball sailed through his fucking hands in the playoffs last year to end the game for the Eagles. That's a funny thing too. Like, it, we've had everyone's back in this in this town, unlike never before that I've ever seen.
yeah. you know, there's been a few like Aguilar haters, but even we were defending him this season. Like, you know, I, I've never seen, in fact, his like his his sophomore year where he was dropping everything and normally you just run him out of town like he was getting full support. Right. Was that his second year? And then he was his second year. And then his God, third year, he, he came back and, and finally was able to catch again. But um, I don't know. Yeah, his third year was his Super Bowl. Yeah, year. right. That's right. So, yeah, right. But, you know, we've been very patient. Look, I don't hate Nelly. I have no problems with him. Um, I, I, can, I find it hard to believe that the talent is not there. Where did he go to college? Unless it was. Oh shit! I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, was he was he USC? Uh, he was. I think he was Pac-12. But I don't know. I mean, now that I'm watching college football again, but mostly just Alabama. Like, you see Alabama. You see Georgia. I was right. He's USC. By okay. the way, you see LSU. Like, why why aren't these guys all the skill position players on these teams just? The top 20 picks. I just don't get it. They're always great for the most part. Like it's a, you know, USC has been like down for years. Yeah, they have. I, I, yeah, they, they haven't been in the running at all. JJR, Sega, whatever. Washington? Where was he? In Washington State? Washington? One of them? Like what the fuck? We're drafting receivers from the wrong schools. Yeah. Well, we already we discussed this. The Eagles do not know how to draft skill positions. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we did discuss this. I mean, look, I'm not going to complain about Miles Sanders. I I like him. I think he's going to be really good. He, he's already I, looking good. Yeah. I you know receive yeah. the Eagles are are becoming the NFL to me. Where I'm going to sleep at two thirty on Sunday. We're like, ah, I don't know. I I do like talking about them, and it's you know it's it's my team, but. Ultimately, it's just all big nothing, Johnny. Why are we even debating this? Who fucking cares? Don't say that. It is. Oh, my God. We're just two years removed from a Super Bowl victory. It's okay. I know, but this— It'll be all right. But this season is just a big nothing. And I still think they're going to win the division. It's not yet, though. That's what I'm saying. It's not a big nothing yet. You can't say that. I think Dallas is going to beat the Patriots Sunday, and I still think the Eagles are going to win the division. Listen, we've seen a Giants team headed by Eli Manning have a mediocre 500 season almost, make the playoffs, go on a run, and beat the Patriots in the greatest season of all time. That, or or the, one of the greatest seasons of all time the Patriots had that year. You know what it is? Like, you know football's what it, never over until you know, it's over. You know what it is? I don't like – I don't want my team to, to win like that anymore. My team was supposed to dominate this season. I don't want them to be backing in the playoffs and then going on a miracle run. They should have been dominating the NFL, and it's fucking bullshit. I'll take what I can get. It's hard to win in the NFL. So now, what about some, the? Sometimes the team doesn't turn it on till late. What about the report or the article that Lombardi was referencing about where the Eagles were throwing the defense like Schwartz under the bus or something like pregame? And then oh, that was the article was released the day prior, basically stating that Schwartz has you know complete autonomy 
when it comes to drafting players. Really? That was that was the setup. Well, that's what the source said. I mean, and so that what that was the setup for if the Eagles got smashed by the Patriots on Sunday, then you know all that blame falls on Schwartz. So is Howie like planning this? Like, why is he all uh, 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 looking over his shoulder or or not confident anymore? What's his problem? Um, I don't think too many picks have panned out. I get well, right? sure, but I mean. And Schwartz, but last year and this year, his defense has only gotten better as the season's gone on. Correct. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, you know, he's in the perfect position. He shouldn't. He shouldn't be a head coach. Let him be a defensive no. coordinator a little bit behind the scenes. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad he's a defensive coordinator. On the house, I love Schwartz. I th- I think the players love him too. Yeah. I, I think they're they're trying. I mean, you know. These weeks where we just floundered and floundered, it was so many injuries. Like, you know, you it, it was obvious why the Eagles defense was like a fucking sieve for so many weeks in a row. But look, when they're at full strength, I think they're a pretty imposing defense. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Well, what's our score? What's your score, Sunday? So are you picking the Eagles, too? So the Eagles started at yes. like two and a half and now it's down to one. So I love that. Um, Me too. I love going against the public. Um, the whole world, you know, uh, you know, Phyllis, the office, uh, you know, office manager knows that, you know, the West Coast team playing at 1 p.m. on the East Coast, she knows that's a tough spot. You know, that's that's like I, I almost want to not take the, the Eagles because of that, because it's such a, like it's such a cliche at this point. But, it sounds too much like a gimme. Right. But I just, uh, you know. After I I just like the Eagles here. So you like the okay. So you like the birds. Uh and what's your, your final? I'm not sure exactly. I I am what is it, forty seven and a half? Is that the uh the total? Um I thought it that's is. what it was when I when I last looked at Forty seven okay. and a half, you know. I could see uh twenty five, twenty two Eagles. Ooh, that's an interesting score. It's a li- I was going to say a 20, 28-24. Okay, we're not far off. Nah, we're not far off. I mean, I, I don't think Seattle's defense is all that great. And, um, oh, damn. You okay over there? Fucking Hazel. I thought I lost you again. Hazel turned the TV on. Holy shit. <laughs> I heard her going at a squeaky toy not that long ago. What's she watching? <laughs> Boy, this is, you know, uh, she's watching The Town. It's a shame. Uh, okay, it's a good movie. Yeah, we've gone from uh, our Walter Cronkite moment to, to this this mess. <laughs> uh, I am bad. Got it. I'm heartily sorry. Uh the Flash, it's official. I can't find the remote. Okay, well, so for the remainder so, of the episode, I hope nobody minds. Uh, Ten minutes ago. What is it, the town? Our Yeah. Our podcast died. It's a good right, flick. I found it. All right, well. You got it. Oh. All right. Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah, I think I heard that Clowney was on the injury report. So that that's positive. Oh, he is? Oh, great. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that means he's going to be out or not, but 
Um, he, yeah, he was on the injury report, so that that can't hurt. Sure, I mean most, most people come off the bye and go right on the injury report. Makes sense. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, he's questionable with a sore hip. <laughs> the, dude, the dude was dude was fucking like the most dominant player, you know, in the game two weeks ago. Oh, whatever. Well, I guess that's what it is. Maybe he, uh, maybe Clowney just uh, went all out. I don't know. He went a little bit too far. He hurt his hip. So what else? Is that it? We did uh, picks. We did uh, Kaepernick. Anything else on the... I, I don't feel like talking about the burner account. I just don't. Uh, I don't want to put anything else behind it. Yeah, who cares? We talked to, I, what were your thoughts on um, the Miles Garrett suspension? Any any you ca- Anything you care to, to say? I called it in the moment, didn't I? I was like, he's going to be suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think you did say that. Um, they're saying indefinite. I don't. I mean, I know what that means, but I, I don't know how that's going to translate here. Uh, yeah, I, I saw a lot of people complaining, you know, or or saying, oh, it should just be a one game or two game. Like, no, why would you feel that way? Why do you want this in the game? Why, why do I want anyone swinging a helmet at anyone? Regardless of whether or not Rudolph made some racial slur or comment, if he did or if he didn't, oh, that's still... if he did, that's bad. But it's unfortunately, it's still not, still not. It, it doesn't give you the right to swing a fucking helmet at his head. Well, that's, you know, that's the thing. Um, I, we, 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 we always say this about athletes, where it's like the heat of the moment, and and. You know, uh, there's they're seeing red, or or just when anybody gets in a fight, like just control yourself. You're just playing a football game. Yeah, you, you know, if you're getting this, right. you're you're seeing red. I've heard this. We're seeing red, and I'm seeing green. I've heard recently. They're so upset. They're seeing green, different colors now. Just cut cut it the fuck out. Calm yourself. I mean, listen, I'm the exact opposite of this. You know, I have never seen. I've seen red, but I don't act like you know. I'm just out of my mind about it. Like, how can you not control yourself? I don't get it. And I don't, I, oh, and, no. and, and I'm not excused just because you're, you know, you're in the battles, you're in a gridiron battle, and you're seeing red. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, when we go, uh, when I go back and think about that play at the end, it was basically after an interception, he got taken down, um, Rudolph, that is by uh miles garrett and then i don't i don't know he started trying to take his helmet off like i i guess maybe they were talking shit to one another but listen rudolph why did it why did it turn into what it did i just i don't get it rudolph rudolph threw four interceptions he was he was a fucking disaster so he's terrible so he's not happy so now when he's getting that extra when eight seconds left and he's getting the extra sack you know, the extra like takedown, you know, it just pissed him off. And because he was he sucked. <laughs> That's what I thought. I mean, and he got taken down hard too. like uh, Miles Garrett, like slammed him to the fucking ground. It was uncalled yeah. for. Yeah. I, and so, you know, and he was going for his helmet and then he took his off. But how you get to the point and let's say he did, you know, use the N word. Right. Yeah. Um, number one. Did he did he whisper it like you got you got, you know, 20 other guys 
milling about. You know, I know it's loud. Like, you would have to scream it, really, for someone to hear that, right? You know, there's. I mean, unless he just like there's a crowd said it real like, low to him. Yeah, right. Did he whisper it or did he use sign language? You know, uh, and all right, let's let's pretend he did say it. You know, so now we're we're this is like you're so like you're so mad that you just lose like all consciousness over that. Right. I uh, I guess so. Apparently, he did. And I and I saw people coming to Garrett's defense and saying, "Well, you know, he was already was it who was he going at it with Pouncey in that moment? He was wrestling with Pouncey, yeah. And then and then Mason Rudolph's coming up behind Pouncey, and and they were saying, "Well, you know, he was afraid of like he got two two guys coming at him." I'm thinking, really, Miles Garrett was afraid of Mason Rudolph coming after him. Regardless of whether or not somebody was already, you know, he was grappling with somebody else. Of course. Like, Rudolph's not, not right. scary to that guy. No. By the way, that's the one fight I want to be in when I'm in full pads. And, you know, <laughs> hopefully my hands are taped so I don't hurt my fingers. That's that's my main, uh, you know, that's the only thing I'm worried about in that scenario. But listen, but Rudolph was pissed because he was having a shitty game. He got pissed that he got sacked hard. And then he was, and then he was like kind of grabbing, grabbing at at uh, his helmet, Miles Miles's helmet. And then they, he was. And then they get up, and then you know Rudolph was saying, "Hey, then then when he gets his helmet taken off, now Rudolph is saying, hey, motherfucker, you take my helmet off,' and then they kind of going after him, knowing nothing's going to really come of this. But then I, I don't know. I I almost wish that he connected with that helmet. And like we just saw, like you know, like uh, what was her name in uh, in Kill Bill One, Go Go, when she gets oh yeah when she gets the one with the uh, the leg in the, the side of her head yeah. yeah yeah I like to, I would like to see her making Mason Rudolph his eyes start to bleed and he just falls over <laughs> to his death on the field. It's fu- it's amazing that the Steelers are winning or that they have have been winning. In spite of him, now they didn't win that game. Obviously, they're driving me crazy. They've been by winning the, in spite of Rudolph. And by the way, you're picking a Rams team that couldn't beat those Steelers. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, but every every week ah, is different. Every week is different. Fuck this look. I'm, I'm almost I'm almost glad it's almost over. It's week twelve. I'm like fine. I think I've had enough. You know, I, it's funny, right? I thought th- I thought the same thing, and I, it not it's not only that; it's the commitment that I have to listening to like seven different podcasts <laughs> every week, just about like the NFL. I know. I guess I shouldn't say seven different podcasts, but when I add up all the episodes between the podcasts I listen to, it's great for my commute. But it sometimes it gets to be like Thursday, Friday, and I'm I'm trying to squeeze in like all these extra episodes, and I'm, I'm like, God, this, I'm kind of getting sick of hearing chris sims voice i now like you know is, after like 11 weeks that you is know so funny because i was so busy all week that i didn't listen to anything like i finally listened to lombardi like yesterday or no i'm sorry yeah i did hear lombardi on monday and then like his second podcast like i finally heard it like last night but i didn't listen to anything all week so then yesterday we were done at 2 p.m work and i had an eight-hour drive to tuscaloosa and I'm like, as I'm sitting there, like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll just catch up on all my NFL stuff. And I did, I did the same thing. I like, I, I start listening to Chris Sims, and I'm like, oh, fuck this. I just put on music, and then, 
<laughs> and it was a great opportunity for me because I'm like Rain Man. Like I'm real like OCD. Like when I have a podcast there, like I want to listen to it, get it. It's like a DVR. Like I just want to get it off my plate. And whether I enjoy it or not. I know what you mean. And I'm like, I don't know. You know what? That it's Sunday was four days ago. Do I even care anymore? Like I, I, I just. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's like, no, you almost don't. And, know. you know, I've slowed down my gambling, you know, naturally. So it's not like I need gambling insight. <laughs> that's that's not by and, choice. It's uh, by necessity, I think. Right. It is. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, I can't afford this. So I, I was it's so funny. I was in the same boat and I've actually deleted some all the Eagles podcasts. I, I just deleted. I didn't even listen to any of them. I just had no. Oh, I don't listen to any eagle specific ones. I anymore. I listened to some ble- I, some bleeding green ones. So I just oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't listen to any of those. And uh, but yeah, it's so funny. I'm just and, and you know now we have to, you know, care about Miles Garrett and I guess Colin Kaepernick and then, you know, Lamar Jackson. I'm enjoying Lamar Jackson too, but it's not like it's, you know, it's not like the most entertaining thing that's ever happened in my life. And you know, oh, he invented football. Right. And then there's, uh, you know, we have Mahomes and rivers and I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's almost like the same old stories. And let's not dazzled by it. Like, you know, and then it's like, and then even Chris long, I did listen to that one. That that's what I, I love. I enjoy him though. I listened to that one with what's his name. And then that, that was the last one Then I put on Sims. I'm like, Oh fuck this. I just put on music. But it was like, you know, <laughs> I, even he was saying, what was he saying? Oh, Fuck. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll think of it. That's okay. No, I'm. I I think I would almost say that uh, Chris Long and and Rosillo are sort of a sneaky favorite of mine. I just kind of they have a good they they have a good chemistry. Um, I love Chris yeah. Long's take on most things. He's a very rational human being. I do too. Um, I just remembered. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I I like them too, but but they started talking like for the first 20 minutes about about the MVP and then I was like oh my god like no one in the world who fucking cares who the NFL MVP is I know and when they start well, talking about it, I was ready to, I was ready to delete them and then I soldiered every on every show cares like this every this show cares that I fucking to. MVP discussion who fucking cares it's so yeah. meaningless Mays and Clark spent like 15 minutes yes. or 20 minutes this week go- talking about Russ Wilson versus Lamar Jackson. I, I you know, I I think we probably pointless. Like Lombardi is always the only listen, the must listen, and you know at least Sims will give you some some you know some film talk, and he kind of lays off. Sims MVP. makes me laugh. Yeah, the MVP. I just can't take it anymore. Uh, who, no. I, have you ever in your in your life had a discussion? I mean, w- of course, the year Carson was on an MVP pace, we I guess we talked about it. But is that a- anything you've ever discussed with anyone in the world, like on the side of like, hey, who do you think the MVP is this year? The NFL? N- no, it, it, talking about the MVP is about as exciting as talking about the Pro Bowl. <laughs> I, I just don't care about either. I don't care about awards really. I think that's what it boils down to. They mean very little, except in, in my opinion, except Oscars. Well, that's a different story. That's right. And you know, and I have to say, I'm speaking a, of I'm Oscars, Johnny Cakes. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about uh, our, our boys in the Irishman. Why? And Square Square. Well, 
Uh, there is one Tom Hanks who has played Mr. Rogers this year. And I am really nervous that he's going to take he's going to take home the trophy. All right. So this is I, I just thought of this a second ago. So this is off the top of my head, right? This is supporting actor. Brad Pitt. Stephen Graham. I wonder what do they do with Pacino? Is he supporting? He he can't be supporting. He can't be. He's got to be best actor. So all right, here let's go back to best actor. Back to best actor. Although there are periods of that movie where he's not in it. So best actor is is De Niro. It's Joaquin Phoenix. It's Brad Pitt. Oh, it's yeah. uh I'm sorry, Leonardo DiCaprio. There's there's yeah. three right there. Um, uh, Tom Hanks, and then probably Tom Hanks for for actor, and then yeah. I want to see the Lighthouse, so maybe there's a Willem Dafoe or who's I forget who the other guy is there. Um, and again, yeah, I'm pissed that I haven't seen that. Like this is a tough. That's already a tough one. So you probably have supporting. I think you might. I think Pesci just might might get one just because, you know, he's uh, he's a past winner. They might just think of it like that, like, you know, just kind of give him one of those. So that could be a supporting. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Pesci, Pacino, um, Pitt, Graham. I think that Robert Pattinson, I think he's in Lighthouse. I, I think he's got an okay. outside chance at getting in there. And um, Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm assuming he would sneak into the best actor spot. If if Pitt loses to Graham, what are your thoughts on that? So if Brad Pitt loses to Stephen Graham, wow, that's really that's a really tough call, man. Isn't it? The, both performances were amazing. If anything, I I got to see a little bit more of Pitt than I did of Stephen Graham. Uh, so so Stephen Graham uh, played um, uh, shit. What the hell was his name in uh, The Irishman? Uh, Tony Tony Pro. Tony Pro. Oh, that's right. His name. So so he played Tony Pro. Um, Brad Pitt was Leo's sidekick in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There was way more Brad Pitt. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, then there was Stephen Graham in The Irishman. Yeah, not that that matters. Um, it's really tough, man. I don't know. They were both over the top performances. I mean, that Tony Pro, or Stephen Graham, rather. You can. He's a British actor. Yeah. He sounds like a guy from the North Jersey. I know he's great at it. In, he was Capone in Boardwalk Empire. Amazing. You never watched Boardwalk Empire. You know, it's funny. I. I didn't, but he looks exactly like Capone. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense. You know, I'd have to think about it, but there's almost a case to be made for De Niro as a sneaky supporting for Joker. Oh, so don't tell me about Joker. I haven't seen it yet. All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. You can't spoil that one for me. I do, I'm looking forward to that. Well, I heard it was uh, pretty good. Well, let's talk about The Irishman. So I, I, for, I forget what we didn't say, but, but this is going to be... You know, before we watch it again next week, a kind of a an overall spoilery what we loved about it. Oh, uh, and even before that, 
I have to say this. I have been on a Scorsese kick like I've never been on. Oh, great. What are you- ever since Saturday, it's been... I watched Goodfellas like twice on Saturday. Okay. It was just on... It was just on TV. So I watched it and then it was on again and I watched it again. (laughs) Um, And I think it's because I literally came in like 10 minutes after the opening. So I watched it from there and then it got to the end and I said, I saw, oh, it's coming on again. All right. Well, let me watch the beginning. The first 10 (laughs) minutes that I didn't see the first time around, you know, next thing you know, two and a half hours later, there I am. Uh, You know, I, I, I flipped on. I put on Taxi Driver this week. I watched Mean Streets. I watched Raging Bull. You know, they were all on Netflix. So uh, I just, every night this week, I watch a different Scorsese movie. And it made me think, because after you and I walked out of The Irishman, I I was thinking, wow, is this my favorite Scorsese film ever? Okay. And then when I go back and I rewatch A Goodfellas, A, a Raging Bull, um, Taxi Driver, it's it's really difficult for me to say the Irishman could be his best ever. I'm not saying it's not. It's just I really need to, to debate about this with myself for a long time because those ones I rattled off are just some great fucking films. Just just all-timers. You can't unseat them that easily. Well, I wisely did not jump on board with you after the movie. I, <laughs> I was like, I am not – I don't know. I have to really think think about it. Um, yes, it, now, I get very hyped up. Yeah, now I got, I got, definitely got like way closer than I thought. I mean, I, I haven't really thought about it, but yeah, I wasn't ready because I was aware of what you're thinking about now about those other ones. I just didn't want to just put it up there right away, even though it probably will be. Right. It probably will be. Well, it's a better film than Mean Streets, for God's sakes. I'm not going to put Mean Streets above above the Irishman. I love mean streets. Hmm. This isn't a slam. It's just, I don't think when I look at the, the performances and the story and just everything, the editing, even, um, the Irishman is better. I, I, I put it above mean streets at least. Did we, did we talk about Thelma last week? No, I don't think so. Yes. There's another nominee. And let's get her another Oscar. I know she's won a few times uh, was with Marty. Um, I, it's it's remarkable the relationship they have, the work they've done together. I, I'm just so thankful that we've seen it. No, wait, I'm sorry. Is Thelma his editor? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't think we talked about her. I was reading... Uh, remember that Scorsese book you loaned me like uh, 15 years ago? Yeah, I would love to read it was, now since I've just, seen all the movies. I was just reading it uh, this Great. week in between watching. So, like, I watched Taxi Driver, then I go, I read the Taxi Driver chapter. Oh, that must be fun. Watch, it's great. It's awesome. I recommend what it. A if great, you're going to yeah. go back and watch the movie. What a, what a great resource <laughs> it must be. Let me, let me know if you need that book back. <laughs> um, but we live so far away from each other, it's like kind of tough to just drop it off, you know? So, <laughs> next time I see you. I'll uh, get it back to you. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I now watching Raging Bull uh, last. That was the latest one for me last night. I was watching Raging Bull. Just so fucking beautiful. Everything about that movie. I mean, starting with De Niro's performance, which was just astounding. But just 
Scorsese's choice to shoot it in black and white, the 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 dialogue, um, I thought the editing was amazing. The musical choices, god damn it, it's just like I'm watching. I'm like, this guy is just the best director of all time. I'm sorry. Of course, I, Every- I can't accept any other answer from anyone. No, everything he did in in the boxing scenes, the choices there are just who would even consider any of this stuff? Just fucking. Off the charts genius. Oh yeah, the symbolism even, you know when in that last fight, goddamn, I forget who uh, Lamada was fighting in that last fight, but he just let himself get pounded. Sugar Ray Robinson, and um, it was that Robinson. Yeah. Was that their fourth fight or fifth fight? Maybe you never got um, me down, Ray. Yeah, and it, but but his nose got popped. Yeah, and all the blood splattered on uh, people in the stands. If you yeah. remember. And it was almost like, yeah, you know, the, almost like the blood's on them. His blood's on them. Sure. You know, they were kind of out there like wild animals. And, and, and they even talked about that in that book that I was reading. But, yeah, you know, just all the choices that well, Marty makes. Right. There was there were like animal sounds in those. Yes. What, you know, in, That's like, right. when the cameras would flash and shit. Yeah, it was like cat. You know, it was it was doing like lions or tiger sounds and stuff like that. Before I was ever like, you know, before I took that one film analysis course in college and you know approached it like that, I was always taken when I watched it of, um, when Jake is at the Copa and he's looking at Vicky in slow motion, and you just yeah. you just get that such a sense of. You know, his world is is stopping now, you know, because he's just so enamored with this girl. And, you know, she was 15, by the way. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> what better what better time? And uh, I guess in the 40s, <laughs> he get to her before anyone else, right. I guess. Yeah. That, that's the approach. It's a different time, Johnny. It definitely was. Uh, by the way, what happened to Kathy Moriarty, who played Vicky, his wife? Uh, again, she was a relative nobody, I yeah. would imagine, at that point. And I don't know. Could anybody have played it any better? Would you have wanted to see anybody else in that role? She was perfect. Yeah. I love the way she talked, too. I don't even know if that's a real voice. Yeah. Like, just an odd, like, just a weird way of talking. And um, it's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of had a smoky voice. But not. I, I don't even know how to describe her voice. But amazing job. And I and I heard that you know he really slapped her hard, and Scorsese told De Niro to slap her hard mm-hmm. to catch her off guard. Yeah. And she said she had to really fight back the tears because she didn't want to show that she was hurt in that moment. And I just thought, wow, that's that's great acting. It really is to be able to hold that back getting slapped in the face by De Niro. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was watching Kill Bill this week, one. Yeah. And, you know, I guess it's safe to say that that Scorsese kind of invented that that long take that you know meandering through everywhere, right? I, I mean, or at least at least if Scorsese probably stole it from somebody we've never heard of, like you know from Belgium or some shit. Um, but you know, well, you mean like like the Goodfellas yeah. meandering down the bar, like the Copacabana, yeah, the meandering down the bar. Uh, certainly, which the, was actually done in Mean Streets first. Was it? Which part? It was. Uh, it's towards the beginning. I mean, at Tony's bar. Actually, you know, they kind of they. It doesn't stop on individual people. 
he rolls past them, but it's that same sort of. That that's true. You know, in fact, yeah, that and Alice doesn't uh, live here anymore. There was a great, you know, he went from the diner out into the back. Um, yes. Even in the Irishman, in the beginning, when uh, the first shot, as you're walking down the hall, or, you're, or as you're going, moving down the hall, you know, in the old age home, it's. I love that. The camera will just slightly kind of just look to the right. Oh, there's a couple people sitting there. And then as it goes down a little more, then it just looks to the left. And there's, oh, here's some people playing, you know, chess or something. It's just such a weird, it's just an interesting just approach. of just these little subtle, hey, well, here we are. Oh, we look over here. It's like you're walking down the hall. <laughs> but that, um, that the moment in, uh, in Kill Bill 1 where, oh, What's her name? Where Uma Thurman is in the bathroom and they show the girls whose arm she cuts her off, Sophie, uh, when she's coming down the stairs into the bathroom. Yeah. And then you see, you know, the owner and his wife going, going up. the. Oh, no. First you see them going up the stairs, you know, into the room. And then you see Sophie coming out and then you follow her back down. And it basically sweeps. Oh, yeah. That whole yeah. scene. Yes. I know what you're talking about. You know, yep. and. It's amazing, it actually. It that was amazing. It really is. And I just think about how many times everyone had to do it and all that stuff. And yeah, I just I was thinking about that. And, and um, you know, obviously that's just all Scorsese to me. I mean, I don't know who else it could be. Yeah, I, I mean, just knowing what I know about who Quentin Tarantino, you know, who he idolized or where he drew a lot of inspiration from, you don't hear him talk. I don't ever hear him talk about. Scorsese, but I find it hard to believe that some of his favorite movies aren't Scorsese films. Yeah, like maybe he doesn't like, have to yeah, talk about them. Exactly. I so think obvious. For him, that would probably be too cliche. You know, so he's just going to talk about the spaghetti westerns that he loves. or They all love to talk about the Italian directors and the French directors. Uh, you know, that's their thing. But well, how... for me, I'd be like, yeah, I fucking love Scorsese and... <laughs> And uh, Tarantino, you know, if I was a director, I would just be quoting all the American directors that I love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, and how about that? How about that song? Um, the no one, the, the remake, no one told me about her in Kill Bill 2. Uh, wait a minute. So Kill Bill 2, the Williams- 2 they use that song? Yeah. But, part. Uh, Could you refresh my memory? I've seen the movie a thousand times. I can't remember. I don't believe I don't remember this. I really don't feel like singing this out loud. Uh, no, I know the song. I know, do you know what part though? Yeah. Oh, it was at the it was at the end where, um, where she's at Bill's, you know, hacienda, and going in and out of, of putting putting her daughter to bed, and then coming outside. You know, no one oh. no one told me about her, and then there was like. Was it a slow version? Yeah, of yeah, the slow version. Yeah, like yeah. you know, I don't. I, I wonder if that movie, if that song was chosen for the movie, or he heard that. Um, I don't know. That's that's that that's a whole other thing too. That that these songs. I mean, do we love these songs because they're in these movies, or you know, were we even able to pick these songs? I don't know. I mean, Tarantino, I believe that he selects his own music. Yeah, if, so. if I'm remembering correctly. And I would say that you could put him up against Scorsese for oh, yeah. 
for scores and for uh, soundtracks. He's up there. I mean, if, he he might be number one. Shipping up to Boston, right? Would you have? Yeah. Like, if you did, I wouldn't have cared about it until I saw that movie. Yeah. And even when they fuck, even it almost seems like a shitty cut that the first part where, well, the, yeah, the very first part where like twenty minutes in, where they finally get to like the credits or whatever. And he's in, you know, he's going through jail and going through all that process. And then they're playing the song. Then it abruptly stops when he knocks on the door of his aunt. Yeah. Like it even, yeah. It's a, a, what an amazing choice of a song. Yeah. Though. And it sounds like it's like, oh, well, they fucked up there, but they did it. No. Well, you know how he likes that smash cut editing yeah. also. That That's just his signature. My God, you go all the way back to his earliest films and. It was really prevalent there, but yeah, he still does that sort of uh, quick, quick cuts. It's it's I, jarring, honestly. I I don't. So I guess so. I figure like Tuesday at midnight, I'll be watching The Irishman, and then. Uh, so when does it come out? It's Wednesday. I'm guessing it's yeah. So I'm I'm guessing it's Tuesday at midnight. Hopefully not Wednesday at midnight. Yeah. And, you know, so I'll watch it once again, and then I'll try to watch it again, and maybe take some. Take, take some notes because I'll, I'll be interested to like kind of go scene by scene and see what's happening. Yes. I think when we really get into it, we have to do a deep dive on the movie. We owe it to all the Scorsese fans. We owe it to ourselves. Yeah. You know, look, if I did, I, I would have felt like a jerk off, but I really wanted to bring a notebook when I went to see it with <laughs> Maureen, you know, that second time. But I was like, nah, Maureen's going to hate that. She's not going to like me sitting here taking notes. Right. Um, plus it's dark, you know, I would have needed a light, Understood. Uh, you know, I would have had to ask, could, could you hold the light for me, the phone while I write this to take my notes? Um, and that's a long time to take notes, but at home, I'm more than happy to do it. Can we, uh, I mean, I, we kind of alluded to it of who we thought was like the breakout star. <laughs> it's funny to say in the movie, um, yes. we want to talk about that. What the the Stephen? Uh, what's his name? Well, no, not even him. I mean, him, of course. But uh, you know, for me, I was just blown away at Pacino. And oh, sure, of course, yeah. And it, he was number one. It's the dumbest thing in the world to even consider to say. But but he's 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 almost been such a parody of himself in his you know the recent years. Uh, but he was just. I, I didn't I didn't care that he was in the movie until I watched the movie. Yeah, I was interested. I was interested to see how he was going to play Hoffa. I knew that there was no way that Scorsese was going to let Al Pacino do the same old ah, she's got a great ass. You know, I knew that wasn't going to happen, right? <clears throat> There's no way that Marty would have let him turn in a performance like that. And no, I mean, Pacino, you forgot it was him. Yeah. He really became Jimmy Hoffa. Um, and I didn't know that much about Jimmy Hoffa besides what I saw in the original Hoffa movie. Yeah. That Danny DeVito directed. Um, so, I don't know. Where, where do you want to start? I mean, we're just doing kind of a We're sort of giving away. These are spoilers, I guess, to some extent. Some of the things we're going to talk about. But it's tough to go into it deep dive because I can't remember the entire movie. <laughs> I yeah I don't know. There's I guess um, 
I was glad I saw in Philadelphia and with a bunch of old people because when they introduced Frank Rizzo, there was a little buzz from the crowd, Philadelphia crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was more relevant to them than even to us, of course. Yeah. This was their time period. Hmm. You know. You know what? I don't um, know. Maybe, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't want to talk about it right now because I need to watch it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I know. I hate to... <laughs> I don't know. We're just going to meander all over the place. With right. It. And I'd rather kind of talk about it in a structured format and give people maybe a little bit more of our take uh, in an intelligent way. Yeah, we need a spoiler alert, but whatever. No one's going to no one's gonna hear this before they watch. I don't think so. I don't think if so. If you really care when you hear us start to talk about this, you'll just shut it off. That's what, that's I, that's what I did whenever this came up. Now, we... We gave away some spoilers on, I guess, Raging Bull, maybe. Uh, we talked a little bit more about that than we did about The Irishman. Yeah, if they watch Raging Bull and then they remember, you know, they're going to get ruined for the Sugar Ray Robinson fight. At the end. That'll yeah, be a tough one. Oh, It'll be a tough break for them. <laughs> yeah, he, he loses his fifth fight against Sugar Ray Robinson. <laughs> it's like they were the only two boxers in the world. I was like, God, why does he keep fighting Sugar Ray Robinson? Um... Man, he was a punishing boxer, though, LaMotta. He was tough. I remember watching the Flyers in the 80s, late 80s, and uh, he, was at, he was at the Spectrum. And they put him— Get the hell out of here. Jake LaMotta was Jake there? LaMotta, they put him on camera. He stood up, you know, waved, uh, big ovation for him. And, uh, yeah, I th I'm pretty sure I had seen the movie at that point. And— uh, <laughs> you know, it was certainly a different time. You know, w wife beating wasn't necessarily f as frowned upon as it is now. But uh right. <laughs> oh, wife beating, brother beating. Yeah. He 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 beat them all. <laughs> he did he ever. He really did. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, he god, he was a detestable human being, but I will say, you know, that scene uh, you know, just towards the end where he's He's arrested in Florida because he he had those uh, he had the underage girl in his club, and he winds up in you know and then he's flipping out in prison and they throw him into solitary confinement. When he starts screaming, and howling and punching the wall and smashing his head into the wall, yeah. I got my God! I felt bad for him. Like I was sure. like Jesus, this makes me feel terrible for this guy, and this is not a nice guy, Johnny. He was, yeah, but you know, I know it's De Niro and Scorsese. Any girl that can, I get it. Any girl that can kiss like that, she's got to be old enough. Oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> that was just awful. That was terrible. <laughs> and by the way, yes. I have to hand it to Marty, man. He knows how to to cast the the leading or supporting, you know, the main supporting female actress. I, I love them all. I love Sybil Shepherd and Taxi Driver. Mm -hmm. I loved uh, Kathy Moriarty and Raging Bull. Um, I mean, hell, I even love Lorraine Bracco Ellen, in Goodfellas. Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn. Well, yeah. Now, she was the lead. I mean, she was the true lead. But, yes, she was amazing. Um, but, yeah, Moriarty, man. Like, I... It was like you couldn't take your eyes off her when she was on screen. Has Sharon Stone had a, had a better role? No, definitely not. Well, I mean, unless you're a uh, 
uh, Basic Instinct kind of guy. Yeah, I don't remember Basic Instinct that well. Oh, that's a good movie. It's Michael Douglas. I love Michael Douglas. It's mm. there's it's very rare that I dislike a, a movie that he's in. Um, but no, for sure. I mean, Sharon Stone. Yeah, that was her greatest role, and she was a perfect choice yeah. for for that part. I can't say now. Well, play. how many movies do you have left? I still have Hugo. I might be saying this. For I have life. Hugo. I don't want to bore people and go through the list right now. Is it I, still I extensive? Think, I'm thinking I have, no, I'm thinking I have four okay. left would be my guess. I haven't watched Silence. Got to watch Silence. Silence is good. Yeah, so I have to see Silence. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go into the list. It's just Ooh, I just remembered. I, yeah, I could put a grade on my Irishman in my little, in my notes. I'm excited. You can. Well, it's an A++, of course. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to make it official. I mean, no doubt. No doubt it's A++. So so De Niro won the Academy Award for Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Has he won any other Academy Awards? Godfather 2. Thank you. I was like, there's one other one. I can't remember. Yeah, Godfather 2. I still haven't gotten Maureen to watch The Godfathers, by the way. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, she walked out of The Irishman and said, I, I got to watch The Godfather now. Now, I'm not sure why she she made those connections in her head, but she did, and I was happy about it. And I said, yeah, I've been telling you for, like, the last 10 years that you need to watch The Godfathers. Jesus. And we we need to watch them together so I can walk you through it. Uh, Seinf- it ha- hasn't happened. Seinfeld and The Godfather, like, Melinda knows by osmosis. Like, I, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know how Maureen has avoided this. I don't know. I mean, I have no complaints. Ma- Maureen watches. She loves all the same movies that I love. You know, she'll watch Goodfellas all day. She loves Scorsese. You know, she'll, she'll get into all these. But The Godfather has never appealed to her. She says it looks boring. Every oh time she God. tried to start it, she just... I know. I here's, know. It's, here's my A++ list. You ready? Am I allowed? Sure. Yeah, of course. Taxi Driver. Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. Goodfellas. Casino. The Departed. The Wolf of Wall Street. The Irishman. Yeah, I don't think you're missing any. Um, just looking through. I did love... Yeah, you, you're not missing any. Yeah, that those are all the A plus pluses. Those are double pluses. Uh, I'm with you. I, I like. I do really like. I did really like Cape Fear. That's an. But it's not an A plus plus. That's an A plus. It's an A plus. It's really close. That De Niro performance is fantastic, and and I love Nick Nolte. Um, the Aviator was just too damn long and just not good enough that's an a plus for me it's a or a plus i'm not sure where i'm at there uh how about shutter island a yeah i did love it how about mean streets a plus a plus okay um alice doesn't live here anymore hey yeah loved it uh king of comedy a controversial b plus Oh no! You gave it a B plus. Yeah. I'm an A. I love the King of Comedy. I'm fucking laughing my ass off. Uh, here we go. After Hours. 
D plus. Yeah, it's like a C minus D plus kind of movie. Uh, Color of Money. A plus. I love the Color of Money. Uh, the Age of Innocence. A plus. Ab- absolutely. Um, uh, Boxcar Bertha. B minus. Okay, that's fair. And who's that knocking at my door? I gave that a B minus as well. Uh, yeah, not one of my favorites. Yeah, I'm, I, I I liked it a lot more than you did. You did. I really disliked the editing. Uh, I just I couldn't get 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 down with his with his editing style in that. Movie. I'm looking at this list and just you know just general. It's all A's, two <laughs> D's, two D pluses, and a C, and then two B's like it's 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 fucking silly and I think this is why like I made the king comedy a B plus I'm like how many A's can I give this fucking guy but you know it's probably a mistake on my part but I, I, I can revisit it well he didn't get an A for after hours we have a whole podcast Fuck, I hate that movie I know I hate it <laughs> will you ever watch it again I will I definitely will I will too I think I think I need to I need to reevaluate and but I know I'm going to get pissed off again the same way I did the first time around when I see that this guy keeps leaving his fucking bar and closing it for 20 minutes at a time. It's, it's so lazy. It's, I know. And just the, the lack of development of story. You know, it was just. Ugh. There was some good. Ca- what a bad choice. There was some good direction, though. But sadly, just the, the whole Everything else was just a mess. And I'll go back to his choice of supporting actress, Roseanne Arquette. Couldn't go wrong there. No. God, she was hot. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, let me think. I feel like there was one other that we missed. Did you mention Gangs of New York? That's an A-plus for me. Um, since my, uh, I, Silence is an A. Uh, oh, Shutter Island was yeah an A. That's right. Um, Bringing out the dead was a B plus. Bringing out the dead, B plus. Okay, B plus. Uh, I guess I'm the same. I don't know. I might be an A on that. Yeah, one, I, it's true. You. I mean, I could always be talked into an A here. Uh, uh Kundun. Kundun was the other D. That's a D plus. Um, <laughs> now it, it's it's not it, it's not necessarily because of anything that. Marty did with direction or the style of it or the look or the cinematography. That's all like top just notch. Just the shit out of you. I don't know why this guy or anybody gives a fuck about, you know, the Dalai Lama. I just, I just, I just can't muster any interest in it. I just can't. I think it's very woke to be, it's very woke to be into the Dalai Lama. In 1997? I think at, at any, at any time. At any time over the last 25 years, okay. it, it's been very woke to be into the Dalai Lama. Yeah, there were a lot of Dalai Lama movies around that time, I think. The best one was Golden Child. We've ta- we talked about this. We have to go. Yeah, we do. All right. So, um, all right. Well, look, that was, our, that was our, our mini take on The Irishman. Mini take number two. Yes. And we're doing a big take this coming week. That on uh, Thanksgiving, I I feel like last year we did a Thanksgiving Day episode, if I'm not mistaken. Well, we we're gonna need some Thanksgiving Day picks, and uh, we are. I'm always chasing the dragon of 
of my 2011 six and oh day <laughs> you and, well maybe this will be the year you finally return to that glory it'll yeah it'll be like a little you know flowers for algernon moment for me the way my picks have gone where i'll have my yeah possibly my clarity on thanksgiving I, I hope so. I hope so for you. Just not in the games where you and I are opposed. <laughs> That's the only time I root against you. Um, all right. Any that, any final thoughts here? Uh, you know, I I think we we said it. Yeah, yeah, we said it. We've said it all. It's been a. It's been a. Said it all. Long tough week. My advice is, oh Jesus, we're just stepping all over the fuck all over each other here at the end <clears> of the episode. My, my my advice to everyone is just go watch a Scorsese movie. Yeah. Drop what you're doing. Just pick any one of them. Just put one on. Pick one. Yeah. Just flip through the ca- the catalog and, and watch one. Smart. That That's my advice. Smart by Netflix adding on, I'm guessing, a bunch of his movies because when I was looking, when I was watching most of them, they weren't all on Netflix. No. Right now there's a, a, there's a number of them on Netflix right now. I, I want to say at least five or six, mm-hmm. and then I think there are a few more on Amazon Video, um, whatever. People can just go ahead and Google them, and you'll see all the options you have for watching them. But even if you got to pay two bucks to watch a Scorsese movie, it's worth it. Pay it. If Do you it. haven't seen any of the ones we've talked about, just go watch them. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. I, I'm out of here. Yeah. Everyone, ha- good luck with your picks this Thanks. weekend, Jeff. Good Bad luck, luck to you. you. Uh, just give. Give us uh, thank you very much. Give us your final thoughts on uh, Miles Garrett, please. Fuck him. Fuck him. It's the God of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime. It's the God of the state of mind.